Hey, 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 y'all. This is Nicolette. Y'all know what y'all listening to. Definitely not for everyone because, yo, it's definitely not for everyone. So we're doing our weekly episodes with the ladies today. Um, you know who I'm talking about, Miss Tanika, Miss Monique, Miss Gabby. Um, and let's see if Miss Audrey's going to be on this one. Um, and this week has been pretty, what's the word everybody's been using? Momentous. Um, it's been stressful. It's been heavy. Um, and it's been a little bit of joyous at the end. You know what I'm saying? Um, so we're going to be talking about how our week has been personally and otherwise. I hope you enjoy this episode. Um, hit me up, DM me if you'd like to come on to the show. I'd be happy to have you. Uh, yeah. So let's get it in. Hey, y'all. Hey, what's happening? So much happened this week, ladies. Mm -hmm. Hi, y'all. About (laughs) everything. So I wanted to talk about like the election and what happened with the election. How your week was leading up to it, but also like personal stuff. Like, I mean, I know the election and everything has been a lot in our on our minds but you know life goes on right like during those days and stuff like that so if there's anything that comes up that you want to talk about um it was awesome because i surely have some things i want to talk about (laughs) Um, so who wants to start how y'all doing how was your week let everybody go at once guys come on i'll be gung-ho about it all right, I'll start then. Is that cool? Yeah. All right. So the election day came. Election day went. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Election day continued for many. Yeah. <laughs> election week continued. It was election week. I was afraid it's going to be election month, which I guess <laughs> oh. kind of is going to be a couple months because he's not happy with the outcome right? Lots of lawyer things are going to happen. But as of right now, Biden-Harris, baby, they are the soon-to-be president and vice president of the United States. Inauguration is supposed to happen January 20th. My birthday. Oh! Arte over here. Yes! (laughs) Um, And I have to say, like, from just that perspective, there was definitely a sense of relief, but it only lasted for a moment. Mm-hmm. Because um, we've ha- we've heard all of this stuff before, right, y'all? All the good shit, you know, mm-hmm. and all of this and all of that, and things are gonna get better, and you know, we've heard it all before. And so, a part of me is trying to be smart about it, I guess, and just kind of take a step back and be like, all right. You know, I was not one of those people in the streets yelling and honking my horn. I don't have a horn to honk, but if I did, <laughs> you know, I wasn't I wasn't one of those people. I was one of those people that were watching it and feeling that sense of like, oh my God, okay, Trump is over. And that only lasted mm-hmm. a minute too, because I'm like, it's never gonna be over. Like he's mm-hmm. gonna wanna be in it. You know what I mean? Like, just because he's not president anymore doesn't mean that he doesn't have a Twitter feed. It doesn't mean that he ain't got money to... Or a following. Yeah, or a following. You know what I mean? So it's, it feels like it's just going to be 
hard work, um, but I am happy that he is not the one to be making the major decisions like he's been. And on a personal level, Zora walked, my daughter Zora, my oldest child, 10 years old, Mo. Oh my God. The block by herself with what? from Van Cortland Park, which is only a block away to home. Mind you now, she didn't notice, but I was watching her the whole time from the window. <laughs> Where's she gonna go? Oh my God. Um, yeah, my baby walked the whole block. And the issue was she went with her sister and her grandmother to the park, but she didn't really want to go to the park. She wanted grandma to take her shopping, right? <laughs> so that was like the concession, like, all right, you're going to take me shopping. I'm going to go to the, the park with y'all. They go to the park. Zora don't want to be there. You know what I mean? So she calls me up, mommy, these people ain't got no masks on. Really? I'm dead. These ain't got no masks. I'm worried about Kiku. Really? <laughs> <laughs> Let me talk to your grandma. I'm like, yo, ma, there's no masks on. She's like, what? Yes, everybody's wearing masks. So I, I was like, Zora, get back on the phone. Zora comes back on the phone. I'm like, so would your grandmother put you in harm's way? No, okay, I'm just tired. I mean, I'm annoyed. And I want to come home. <laughs> Jordan. And I'm like, yo, you need to be patient. Let Kiku do her thing. You know, maybe another hour there, right? And she's like, ah. <laughs> so I'm like, you know what? I'm like, mom, let her come home. I could watch her from the window. She's not going to know I'm watching her from the window. Watch from the window. You know, you let her take the phone. Her, my grandmother's phone, my mom's phone. Let her take your phone. She could talk to me all the way down the block, right? So that's, <laughs> you need, she didn't know. Grandma was still at that corner watching her the entire time. <laughs> out from the window. <laughs> She's on the phone. And then she gets in the building and it cuts off. <gasps> Y'all, the cursing that was happening. <laughs> Where the fuck is you? Hello? What the fuck is going on? <laughs> Wiling out. Hey, mom, sorry, I had put you on mute by accident. I'm like, <laughs> bruh. Oh my god, have kids give somebody said. a heart attack. <laughs> she got, oh my god, I'm not talking to you. I, I need to, I need to compose myself. And I just walked away and I went and I took a nap. <laughs> all that cussing had you exhausted <laughs> all that cussing had her tired that's hilarious yeah, I'm gonna take a nap you know, I just cursed you I'm gonna take a nap cook for yourself kid cook for yourself I love it wow and then uh, so I'm trying to I didn't tell I didn't tell y'all, but I'm trying to start a business. Ooh. I don't know if y'all know, but I, well, y'all know I'm a massage therapist. I've been one for about 18 years now. I was working at this really super luxurious hotel down in Midtown for like 16 years. 
you know, I lost my job um, due to the pandemic. And um, I was like, you know, I have a, I, I have, I was thinking that maybe this could be my chance to like motivate, you know what I mean? And do something for others and for myself at the same time. And so I'm looking at spaces and just trying to figure it out, trying to make a website, thinking about doing it with other people. And I don't know, it just, I'm excited, but I'm also really nervous and scared about it. And I was talking to Tanika like right before we got on and it just feels like I don't even want to, I'm not in a place of like the same word, motivated or like geared up. You know, when you're like, yes, this is, yeah, I'm gonna do this shit. Things is popping, shit is rolling. You know what I mean? No, that's not happening. And I don't so know- So you wanna be on go? I do. I do wanna be on go because I feel like, you know when you feel like the time is right? Mm-hmm. Ripe, the time is ripe for the taking. That's what it feels like to me. And I just can't, I don't know if it's cause of the election. I just can't gear up. I feel like a, a not oiled machine mm. sense or a rusted out machine. Mm. Yeah, but I don't know. Um, that's all that happened to me this week. What else? That's it. Which what, what happened to y'all? Tell me. Talk to me. Okay, we'll go. <laughs> okay. Um, very happy about the election. I will say, you know, um, I did, you know, I was one of the few people that that said this is only the beginning. Now it's time to hold them accountable to everything, every campaign promise, everything that was said, all of it. Um, it's crazy because yesterday was my niece's, my sister, Danielle, um, her daughter's birthday. And she turned seven on the 7th. So we called her first thing in the morning and everything. When we got the news, I was like, baby girl, your birthday just made the history books. <laughs> I said, we got a woman of color. We got a woman, period, making history, vice president over here. Beautiful moment. You know what I mean? Um, I find it so funny that history is kind of repeating itself in the sense of when Trump was elected four years ago, there was claims of fraudulent stuff and everything. The same claims he's making now were the claims that were being made when he became president. Everyone told about how Russia played a part in it and all these extra things were happening. So I just find it so funny that he's fighting this hard right now because he lost and because the results weren't what he wanted, which was something a lot of people called out. They said that he was going to do this, that he wasn't going to want to leave the White House. Yeah. And unfortunately, I believe that even when the proof is in the pudding and it does come out that nothing was fraudulent, like everything was legit and all that stuff, he's still not going to want to leave. And that's a scary thought. But uh, nonetheless, really happy with the results, really happy to see what kind of work is going to be done now going forward um, and seeing how much change we're really going to expect within the next four years. As far as this week, um, we had an interesting week for the most part. Uh, I didn't get to share this with you guys recently, um, but I know Monique more than anybody um, knows. I have a thyroid condition. Um, hypo- hypothyroidism is what it is. 
Um, and for a while I hadn't been taking medication and I recently went on prescription medication because of my TSH levels were like at a 16 and it was supposed to be like at a four or like four or less. So um, the past few months, it's been really hard. My energy, like fatigue, everything was kind of like all over the place. I'm here thinking that I'm like super depressed. I'm like Googling symptoms, thinking I have bipolar depression and all kinds of stuff. Thought I was a hot mess. Um, but I've been on the medication now for about a month and just recently got blood work done on this Wednesday and my levels have dropped down to a 3.8. So very exciting news. Um, it has been helping in a sense of um, energy wise. I don't nap. I don't nap throughout the day now. I'm up when Jordan's up or when Audrey leaves for work. I stay busy and moving around the house. I'm doing more things. I'm feeling more active than I have before. So um, I've tried to change up. Like I spoke with Audrey, like, you know, I want to start taking vitamins again and change up the diet and the routine, you know. We had a friend of ours stay over this weekend. That's why I was texting you ladies about um, yesterday. She was here this weekend with us. And today we spent the day outside. I was gardening. I was touching up my plants, my soil, like doing all different kinds of little things outside. And I napped. And she napped. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we had a big breakfast and we did like a lot of drinking last night, celebrating, laughing, kikiing the whole night through. And um, we had a good time. So it was it was nice and it's good to know like, the feeling of knowing that the medication is working and everything. Um, so I feel more energetic. I feel more active, you know, with things going on. So we managed to accomplish even after they left for the day. We accomplished a lot, right, baby? Mm -hmm. Between mm -hmm. we moved things around, we cleaned up house. Um, our dog, Nora, the new one, she did really good today up until just a few minutes ago when she peed on the floor. Otherwise, she did great. Okay. <laughs> other, other, other than that for me good stuff happening good stuff baby you want to add to anything i know i took over a lot and said a lot of what we did but that times two moving on <laughs> not really much i can add to that i mean i had another therapy session super great and well that's like the newest thing for me oh yes i joined her in therapy oh yeah this time the therapist mm -hmm. did ask um some questions to even me in regards to what I feel that she may need to work on. Um, My I'm levels of communication from zero to 10 being the best. And uh, what's the other one? Listening. Communication and listening were the, the two things that she asked. Mm -hmm. I gave myself a six for both. And what right? You. She gave me an eight and seven. I said, bitch, what? Oh, <laughs> Why did you tell me? You ain't tell me I did so good. I do so good, you don't tell me. Girl, I ain't know. But, you know, I let me tell you, I looked at her when she said the answer. I was like, bitch? <laughs> I was shocked. Good job. I hugged her and everything. I said, thank you. I thought I was giving myself a six across the board you come in here talking about eights and sevens that's nice <laughs> and my therapist was laughing and she's like oh that's so good you know whatever at this point I didn't care what this woman was saying because this one over here was <laughs> raising Jesus to me <laughs> but, <laughs> but it was so nice to hear her perspective of it all because it's one thing for me to think about something and believe one thing but for her to be the person on the outside looking in and like 
being able to tell me, hey, this you've done better here. At one point you could have been here, but you've done better. And I know that therapy is just going to help you grow more. So that was nice to hear from her and then not just be something that I make up in my head or give myself a uh, definitive answer. This time it was like it came from her. So it was nice to have a little bit of therapy with her involved because I know ongoing we'll have other times that she'll probably be involved as well, you know, because it's something for me, but I know it's something that's going to help for both of us. So that's why it's nice that she, my therapist, um, Alba, called her and was like, hey, have her come up here when I ask her some questions. She's like, will she be honest with you in the room? I was like, yeah, we don't care. She's rude to me and <laughs> without people looking. Like, she, <laughs> she's going to say her shit. And the lady's like, okay, that's fine. So we talked and everything was nice. And then um, that's about it for me, honestly. Today we did a lot of work that she's been needing to do. Okay. <laughs> she has an office upstairs that's not really an office and a spare bedroom is upstairs as well so today I decided she decided to clean up and pass some things on to our friend Besada. so she passed some stuff on to her and I was like well since you're in the groove maybe we can clean this room so we did and then we did I decided I had an idea I was like let's move this room the office and swap it with the spare bedroom so the spare bedroom has more space you can like when your nieces and nephews and all of our, the kids come over, they have more space in that room rather than the smaller spare bedroom. I was like, we'll just condense your office because it's not even situated yet. We'll situate it as time goes on. And we literally accomplished that within the last hour oh, and, and a half. We literally knocked out almost all of the Christmas shopping you can possibly think of. When what? I tell you, when I tell you, I'm almost done with both her and Jordan, and we've knocked out most of the kids in our family. Bless Jesus. We were hitting the spots everywhere this week, and I got so many Christmas decorations, and Mo knows I don't even like Christmas, but I am hyped <laughs> this year, okay? Happy New Year. I am so excited. <laughs> and that's that for us. Moving on. Thanks, Gabby. Mo, no mas. Mo, honey. No, why are you calling out me? Because I want to be last stop. today. I want to be last. Fine. Okay. Okay. So for the presidential race, first of all, I feel like it took something away from me this year. You know, um, I was excited, but I think that once the process started, it just took all the air out of me. Like at first I was really like, focus on the television on my phone and then it just got to the point where I was like okay forget this right now and then I woke up maybe two in the morning the same thing then the next day and I was like Ugh. so when they were officially elected I wasn't really able to enjoy it I was just it was just so much of the back and forth the trump the distraction that um to see a woman in that place I wasn't able to celebrate her fully um I was happy, but I wanted to feel like overjoyed, like I felt before. And I was thinking about um, when Bush was running years ago and how much I went out and I voted. I didn't want him to be president. But even after he was elected, I didn't feel this way. Like the way I feel now, I feel like blah about it, which is, um, I don't know. I, I, I'm really um, upset with myself. I wish that I had a little more energy towards it. And I just feel like it's different. It almost feel like somebody stole Christmas. It's weird. You know, I, I'm not able to bask in it. I'm not able to 
enjoy it. And then the process taking so long, it just is frustrating. Um, so I just wish that I was able to enjoy it a little bit more. And, um, you know, because when I got the, the text on my phone to tune in, it was like, I don't know, I was cleaning or doing something. I was like, I put it on my Facebook and watched it. But, it, you know, normally when I, when I watch these things, I'm sitting down, the whole family's watching, we're all excited. It was none of that this year. So um, I felt like a lot was stolen from me, just listening to all the distractions with Trump and all the nonsense. So um, it worked. <laughs> it, it worked. Um, but even with that being said, I, I'm not really that excited. I, I'm not excited. Like... I'm sure they're going to do something fantastic, but I also see all the obstacles that, that are coming now. And so it's like, we got one thing, but the BS is not over, you know? So it's like, it's just this weird feeling of trying to be happy, but at the same time, I'm like, yeah, let's see what happens. Um, so yeah, that's that. And then this week I had a um, parent teacher conference and that was pretty good. I was excited about that because you know, you get to see how your kids are doing. They had their assessments and things like that. And I was just like, oh, every time we have it, I get so worked up, like, oh God, you know. But he came through and the teachers were giving me such compliments. And um, I was like, I told my husband, I was like, oh my God, I felt so good. And he was like, why did you feel so good? You're a great mom. I was like, but no one tells me I'm a great mom. You know, like to know that the teachers see it. And one of the teachers were like, Oh, she, she was talking to me and I'm like pulling up cards. I'm like, oh, but what about this? And the sight words and you know, whatever. And she was like, oh, mom, you're more prepared than me. And she's like, wow, <laughs> you're like homeschooling. I'm like, yeah, I am. So it was nice to be appreciated in that way. Um, and so I was really, really, really happy. Another thing is my, my kid got the vote for his superhero this, um, this week. And the, the principal of the school did this amazing video. It was so well thought out. The kids in the school went around interviewing. They had a little voters box and it was between Superwoman, um, Batman. It was uh, Black Panther and did I say Superman? So it was that little whatever and Superwoman won, but they had this whole like news conference. It was the cutest thing. And so the kids really got to be a part of the election at school and uh, remote learning. Um, and. I guess the other thing was Nico was watching the television. He was like, oh, Obama Biden is winning. I said, who? Obama <laughs> Biden? I said, I said, Joe Biden? Yeah, not Donald Trump. And I, I didn't realize that he knew what was happening. He was like, not Donald Trump. And I was like, who told you about Donald Trump? And he was like, yeah, no, I think Barack uh, Biden is going to win. I was like, oh, <laughs> okay. You know, so he was really into it because of the school and how they really, really help um, the kids understand the voting process. So I thought that was pretty cool. Um, but other than that, I had a really just laid back week. Nothing like, you know, aha happened. Um, I started back editing my book again because I kind of fell off the train. And actually I started today. So today I've been up and I've been writing ever since. I just stopped when I got on here. So, um, you know, I got a little bit of energy and I'm trying to run with it because I've been in that little funk like you, Nicolette. And so I'm trying to like get back in my groove. So mm -hmm. I'm definitely on that same train as you. Well, good job. And you are a great mom. You Thank are. you guys. Yes, you are. You really Thank are. Thank you. So proud. Yep. 
How have you, have you been have you been running? How have you been feeling about running? I have. I actually ran. I ran this whole week except for Wednesday because remember Wednesday Wait. was the day, the nonsense. Mm-hmm. But um, I changed my route as you guys suggested, mm-hmm. and every day I felt like I pulled my power back. Like the first day, I was like I went outside and I'm looking around. But I will say that every car <laughs> that drove too close, or, and I ran like through one one way streets. But um, I got through it, and every day I got a little bit more empowered and then um i was just telling my husband i was like oh i'm gonna go tomorrow but i feel stronger and so i'm really glad that i pushed myself to go through that fear because any woman that has been um, attacked or abused or followed you really don't know how it can affect you until it happens to you and it really didn't happen you know like you know like someone else's case but it did happen to me in some small way and it was enough to really stifle me so just like reflecting on that, I realize now how you can't judge a woman when they're feeling some type of way because it is paralyzing, you know? So, yeah. Thank you. So proud of you though, Tanika. Very Thank proud. you. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah. Which way did you end up running? Well, I ran um, towards um, the, uh, where am I east? The upper, upper east side. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, I ran by the water. So I kind of, to be honest, I was doing all kinds of zigzags, girl. And I had in my um, GPS, I was like, how long is it going to take to get three miles? Because it was like, <laughs> oh my God. Normally I have a set route. And I was like, oh my God. And then I'm like, only 0.50, what? And I'm like trying to dash and look at the one way street. I'm like, this is the longest three miles of my life. Like, <laughs> can we just get there? And so the first day was little like, much but by the what by Thursday Thursday I was kind of like just listening to my music again put on my slut music and then I went for it <laughs> so that's, that's that hour you, you listen gotta leave to the wild. Girl, hour. that's it I don't answer phones I don't do nothing I'm just focused <laughs> and looking paranoid at the same time I'm like you know, they might have thought you were dancing you know what <laughs> I had a couple of people look at me a little weird because I, I'm staying at the corner and I'm like, you know, looking for the light, go by, you know, like I was like a crazy person, but I'm glad that I got my power back. But that three miles of zigzag ammo, I don't know how you guys do it. Mm. So I plan out my route for tomorrow. It's a straight run to 79th street. And then I'm going to come back around. I don't have to worry about the zigzag. I, I can't like, I, I figured it out. <laughs> I figured it out. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> I mean, I think the zigzag is good though. Sometimes you need that extra expect the unexpected. <laughs> yeah, I did expect it, girl. I was I was lost. I was about to turn back around. That's <laughs> like... <laughs> yeah, That's funny. Oh. So how are you, Mo? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a rough week for me, to be honest with you, ladies. Um, I don't think the election had anything to do with it. I, I don't really, I'm happy that there's some history made, but I don't, I'm very suspicious when it comes to any politician, right? Because we're never, they try to act like we're free, but we're not really free, you know, under their, uh, rule or the ruling or the governance of these people Mm -hmm. um but I feel like I had to 
sort of shake off whatever that was one of the you know I went into the 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 refrigerator the other day and I just broke down crying I don't I couldn't even explain it I just felt incredibly sad like it was like this heavy sadness that came over me that I could not explain and I'm like I know my life isn't great yet but I mean, I shouldn't feel this sad. I don't usually feel this sad like this. Um, but I was able to come overcome it at, what, at whatever it was. I just had to do something different. So that was like, I want to say right after the election day. So I want to say that was like Wednesday. I think, yeah, it was like Wednesday and then um, Thursday I ended up doing something to kind of like every day it progressed. It was like getting a little bit better this week. And then Friday I went to a workout in McCarran Park and that sort of like helped shift something. And then I haven't stopped since then, hence my body being incredibly sore. But I feel like I needed to beat myself up because whatever that was, was like trying to paralyze me. Mm -hmm. And I just had to like fight through it. And I'm just like, I'm a warrior. Like, I, why don't I know better than, you know, in order to be spiritually strong, you also have to be physically strong. And I've been treating myself in that sense of not doing the work that I need to do physically so I can match my level of spirituality, you know, and, and have that both balance. So that was my realization. You know, I haven't been productive this week in terms of work so much, but I feel like I've been able to overcome some big hurdles this week in a metaphysical form. So I'm, I'm grateful for that because I feel like whatever that was needed to go because it's not coming with me wherever I'm going. And it was like a little whatever, like the, 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 I guess the residual effects of what was happening and what outside of me and inside of me, you know, so I'm just grateful it's the past, you know, but I've had, it's been beautiful weather, which has also been helpful, mm -hmm. you know, and the sun has been amazing. And I've just been wanting to like, if I felt comfortable walking around naked, I probably would have, you know, all day outside you know and like just not cared um but you know obviously we can't do that it's a pandemic and even if it wasn't a pandemic I probably wouldn't do that anyway <laughs> but I mean it sounds nice right so um so yeah that, that I think that helped kind of shift whatever that was and like get me back on track with like just helping flip the switch on my perspective perception and perspective and being able to find that motivation of self-love and self-discipline which I lack I've been lacking in you know so yeah that's it in a nutshell you know um oh I wanted to say like Mo you know Part, and I know you already know this, and I know this is not what you were 
and or anything like that. But like part of being a warrior is to allow yourself to feel all the feelings and shed all the tears and, you know, do all the crying and stuff like that, you know? And so even though some people might see it as a weakness or something's overcome them or, you know, whatever the case is, that's all part of you being the amazing warrior um, that I know that you are and that you also know that you are. Um, and then Tanika, girl, you're a fucking amazing mom. Like, I don't know how you do what you do, when you do, how you do. You know what I'm saying? Because mm, me either. You know, you're more than just um, a mom to one child. It seems like you have two kids, like we all do. When we're, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, yep. And you know, and you do you do more than most. You know, because of the situation um, with with the family and stuff like that. And I'm so excited to read your fucking book. Like, I need pages. <sighs> I want to read yeah better get with that mm-hmm. so let's get on that okay yeah because we with it mm-hmm. so here's the deal i'm going to email you guys a couple of chapters and then we're all going to meet up and then you guys are going to give me your honest opinion and i'm going to go through and add a subtract and go deeper or bring back or whatever mm-hmm. um i've been challenging myself to be more vulnerable i think i told you guys that i sent it off to the editor and one of the things he said to me was, you know, I want to know more. Tell me more. And um, if you know me, know me, you know, I'm very private. And so this whole vulnerability is all because of my son. So it's so uncomfortable. It's so uncomfortable. But in writing, um, I thought I was just going to talk about autism. And it just turned into my whole fucking life. And I'm like, no, I don't want to talk about my dad. I don't want to talk about this. But it's part of the story. And I'm realizing that after I got the, um, the script back, the manuscript back, and I sent some to my sister-in-law, she was like, I'm nosy. I'm the reader. I love it, but I want to know. So I didn't know that about you, you know? So, um, so yes, I'm going to get to, I'm going to finish the fourth chapter. I'm pretty much done with everything, but the fourth chapter as in my last edit, and then I'm going to send it to you guys and we're going to, I'm going to be naked. So I'm, I'm scared, but, um, I'm going to send it. I'm gonna send book it. Club. I'm with it. Oh <laughs> yes, book club editorial version. There we go. <laughs> I, like it. I like it a lot. And then also, you know, like thanks for trusting us enough. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Also, it's part of the vulnerability that you're allowing to be seen. So, like, yeah. you know, that you. But I, I also feel like you're ready to tell the story. There's just the part of you is more. Most of you is ready. You just have some of those residual things that are like traumas that you have to overcome that's all but it's also letting the world you know a lot of times you see strong people but you don't see the build-up you don't get to see how you don't get to see what they endure you just see how powerful they are and we we miss out on that and a lot of people and we see them as strong but we don't want to see their vulnerability and the strong people don't want you to see it either and I think that once you pull back that curtain, I can't go back, you know? And then it's the thing of people walking in the street, they know me now, you know, I'm not saying I'm gonna get to that status, but in the sense that, you know, my story. And mm-hmm. that right there is um, a big fear because it's my son, it's my my life, it's my mom, it's everybody, like, you know, it's everybody. And if you, you know, I'm one of those people that even if we fell out, 
I would never say anything negative about you. So for me to be able to, to tell anyone's story or put their name in this book is, is hard for me because I'd rather keep your secrets with me. I don't want to expose, and not that I'm exposing, but it's just my thing. It's, it's, it's like, you know, it's our thing. And so in this mm -hmm. book, it's our thing. It's the world thing. It's, it cannot go back. So um, I'm a firm believer is that you don't put things out that you don't want to linger. You don't say things that you don't mean. You don't post a picture that you can't take back. You know, I'm one of those people. So this right here goes against it for me. And I know I can't take it back. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's scary. It's just a part, I think, of the growth that's going to continue to happen because you've obviously grown enough to feel like you can write it down. Now yeah. the next step is feeling that that power in you that's like, okay, I've written it down now. I'm scared like, fuck, but I'm oh. going to send it out and see what everyone has to say and how they oh, feel because God. at one point what's going to happen is somebody's going to feel it with you. Somebody that's been through something similar and they're like, oh my God, I can't believe I found the book that completely says everything I wanted to say and feels everything that I felt and I thought I was alone. Mm -hmm. yeah. So it's going to be He's hard. bigger than you. Yeah, and I think that mm -hmm. us as humans, we're literally the most complex mathematical problem. But the problem with that is that we don't like to show the work. You know, in school, the teacher always says, show your work, how did you get yeah. there? How did yeah. you get that answer? Yep. It's like that, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Where now we're at this place that, yes, we have an answer as to who we are, and even then it's still more work to be done, but it's hard to show people how we got to where we are because then it's like, We'll do. We'll go through things like crying at random times, like you did, Mo. Because let me tell you, sometimes you can ask Gabby. I've fallen apart. We'll be having a conversation, and it, the best, most chill conversation. And I literally, I'm like, babe, I don't know what's wrong. I'm gonna, babe, I have to cry. I don't know what's going. On. She's like, babe, just, just let it out. My thing is, I always grew up being told that if I cried, I was gonna get a reason to cry, or there was no need to cry, or to shut the hell up and get through it. Gabby's the only reason that I've been more open and susceptible to my emotions where now I'll cry in the middle of a conversation or we'll be watching something that has comedy the whole time and then I'll burst out into tears and I'm like, I don't know why I'm crying. <laughs> and then she hugs me and I'm like, I don't know why this is happening. There have been times that I've laughed so hard with this woman that I literally start crying like my heart is going to explode crying from laughing. I start with laughing at something stupid. And next thing I know, I'm literally crying about some shit that I wasn't even thinking about. And I'm just an outpour of tears. And then afterwards, I'm like, I'm mad at myself because I'm like, what? 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 why did I cry? Why am I crying? I'm pissed. And I'm like, and then she's like, why are you mad? You shouldn't be mad. Just let it out. I'm like, because I shouldn't be crying. But I feel like sometimes we need these things this sense of like release and it's something that for women especially they always tell us like you said Tanika that they've always said we have to be strong it's been embedded in us since we were children our mother's telling us you got to do this for your husband you got to do this for your partner how are you gonna get married you know what I mean all these things that you were told and now we're looking back and we're like you made a crazy ass person out of me <laughs> now I'm <laughs> I'm almost 30, I'm crying, <laughs> and I'm watching Kevin, why am I crying? 
you know what I'm saying? So things like that, I've been learning more and more as time has gone on and things that I've gone through. And even recently, I was telling Gabby about something that happened to me as a child. And I started crying. It's something that I never really cried too much about. And I told her, and it's it's crazy to think that in my mind, it was okay. I thought it was okay. And as I talked to her, I realized it wasn't okay. And I, I started crying. Just what, a day ago, two days ago, Friday? Literally shaking, crying. Can you share with us a little bit? You don't have to say the whole thing, but just... Oh, yeah, that's fine. Oh. Um, um, I haven't really shared this with too many people. <laughs> She's already robbing me. Um, my uncle, when I was um, about like 11, had me touch him um, a few times. And I've always been very mature for my age. Like, even as a kid, I had to grow up really fast because of my mom and things, you know, that her and my dad went through. Um, to this day, my mom, my dad, nobody knows. Only a few people, like, that I've dated and had gotten very serious with. I had told them she knows. And now you guys. Um, so having the conversation with her and it was just something I don't even know how we started the conversation it was nothing to do with anything serious and then I ended up talking about it and it's just like I didn't realize I needed to cry that I started crying and I've always told myself that literally in my mind I always thought it was okay I'm like well I was mature what if it wasn't that serious like it wasn't it was okay right because it couldn't have been that bad you know what I mean it could have been worse I mean I get it. He it was two people that have done that to me, but it's like I think about it, and I always thought, okay, well, it wasn't that bad. I know people that have gone through worse. And she's looking at me, and like she's listening to me, and she's like, it it wasn't okay. And she's like, and I think your aunt knew, and I feel like that's why things kind of got a little heavy there with her. That um. She because she confronted me about it once and she heard something, a conversation. He was trying to get me to do it again in the house. And I was like maybe 13 at this point. And she came around the corner and she's like, do what? What don't you want to do, Audrey? And I was like, nothing, nothing. And I freaked out. I freaked out and I was like, I'm fine. It's nothing. She tried to get me to talk and I didn't because that's a family. That's generations of people that are going to have to deal with something that I thought maybe was just me. And she told me, she's like, eventually you're going to have to tell someone, your mom. Now, my thing is, my fear is how it's going to affect people. And she's like, you can't worry about everyone else. You have to worry about yourself. That's my problem. That it was hard. And it's still hard to try and process and work through even today. I'm sorry you had to go through that. It's okay. I'm going to cry trying to not... (laughs) Not cry. I can't talk. (laughs) Sorry, Audrey. Like, no one, no one should ever have to go through what you went through. What many, many women have gone through and what little girls and little boys are going through right now. Like, it's, it's not, it's never has been okay and it's not okay. No. Yeah. I went through something similar when I was nine and if it's okay for me to share, I don't want to, but yeah. So I think I was nine years old. My parents had divorced. My mom had found this little house to live in 
we lived up in the attic and it was like an attic attic because it was like you know the the roof was like a real roof you know what I mean and it was real tiny it was like smaller than a studio um and I was a latchkey kid so I would come home um by myself and mom would be out working until like 11 p.m at night um there was an old older gentleman who owned the house and his kids and his wife all lived on the bottom levels right but I had to pass through all of that to get up to the attic so he knocked on the door and he told me hey uh uh I have I have um I have um cookies come come have some cookies and watch tv in my room so I'm like oh my god cookies my mom never let me have cookies or candy or anything like that so I was like yeah I go downstairs I'm sitting um, on the bed, I'm having my cookies, I'm watching cartoons. And he closes the door, he locks it, and he gets on top of me. And there was no penetration, but there was a lot of moving, a lot of sweating, a lot of grunting, a lot of touching that happened. And I pushed him off of me and I couldn't get the door open, but I got it open. I ran upstairs because I guess he was too busy trying to clean himself off. I ran upstairs and I locked the door, put the chair up the door. I never, I didn't tell anybody that. I didn't tell my mom that until I was like 35 and I'm 41 now. Um, and the result of it is the same as you, Audrey, which is like, Oh, it, it happens to it happens to everybody. It's like a rite of passage, right? And I shouldn't have went down and ate the damn cookies. You know, it's my fault. Like, why did I go? It's some fucking cookies. Like, why did I go and eat the cookie? You know, I'm gonna cry. <laughs> you know, um, and as a result of that, the bathroom was on the same floor that he his bedroom was on. When every day I got home from school, I would never, from the time that I got home from school till my mom came home, I wouldn't go to the bathroom. I would pee in a pot up in the studio that we had. I would pee and I would shit in a pot. And before, right before my mom would come home, I would run downstairs, I would dump everything in the bathroom and I would run back upstairs so that he couldn't catch me. And there were times when I would forget you know, and my mom would come home and there'd be a pot of shit <laughs> or a pot of piss just, you know, in the bedroom or whatever, you know, and I would have to explain that off. And that happened for years to the point that I forgot why I was doing it. I did. I forgot why I was doing it. Yeah. So I, I, uh, and I get it too. The everyone has had it worse. You know, people have mm -hmm. gone through worse than I have, and I shouldn't feel anything about it because, you know, all of those reasons. So, um, again, I'm sorry that you had to go through that, Audrey. Nobody should. Too. Yeah. That got heavy. <laughs> This is why we have to be responsible, right? And I guess hold people accountable and 
try to be the mothers that our parents couldn't be, right? You know, I think that that's where that this whole self-love thing is so, so much deeper because it is not our fault. You know, it's just the shit that we got to deal with, unfortunately, mm-hmm. you know, but for us talking one day, Mo, you and I, and we were saying, you were saying like, when, when is it that we stop? When is it that we stop loving ourselves? Was it that, do you mm-hmm. remember what you said? Like, when does it begin where we chip away at who we are as girls and as women? Like, when does that begin, you know? Do you remember that conversation? And I still think about yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, was like, something- when, when do we, it was like, um, I think it was for Tanika's um, dinner. And it was something regarding, I'm trying to remember my words ver- ver- verbatim, but it was like, when, when do we, when do we stand up, stand up for ourselves and like, you know, say enough is enough and, and show ourselves respect and love that we so willingly give, you know, without any replenishment. Mm-hmm to either ourselves or the person that we're giving to you know Mm -hmm. so it's kind of like it's not that we're giving to demand to to be to receive but it's like okay I can't you can't keep drawing from a a well that's dry so it has to be like when do we when do we draw the line and say no no more I can't I don't have anything to give and I have to give to myself you know like I guess that's wasn't exactly what I said, but I think that was more or less what we were getting at. And I feel like um, at some point we all start having this ideal that we have to give more than what we receive because it's like something that we again with something that we learn. You have to give more because maybe you can, maybe you can receive more. But a lot of the people that we watched growing up didn't always receive more. Not saying everybody that we knew didn't get more than they were giving. But you look back and a lot of the stuff that you were watching your parents go through or your grandparents or whoever, aunts, uncles, they're going through their own shit. They're not actually teaching anything better to us to be better, to know mm-hmm. better, to get better, to receive better. That's a good point. Even if it's just for ourselves. You know what I mean? They're like, okay, if you're going to do better, but do it for this person. That's why you got to do it because you should do it for for the kid. You should do it for your mom because your mom brought you into this world. You should do it for your dad because he loves you so much. And then your siblings because you guys all have only each other. And then it continues and continues and continues to the point that, yes, we're doing it for everybody else, but we literally have nothing to keep us going. Yeah. So. We were, Tanika and I were talking earlier before we started recording and to your point, we were talking about the, the female strong woman trope that has been, you know, put in front of us and then in front of the world that we have to like be these strong women. But my point is like, who really benefits from that? Because we didn't make that shit up. You know what I mean? Like we couldn't have you know and um 
yeah, we have to change it, you know, and we have to be, we have to be okay. Like I know I have to, I can't even say we, like I need to be okay Mm -hmm. with, no, I don't have to be that strong woman every fucking motherfucking day, you know, like Mm -hmm. wishy and washy and weepy and not want to do shit. And and that is all fucking K like, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like there's nothing wrong with just having a day off or two days off or three or a fucking week or a fucking month like you know it yeah we're deserving yes we're more than deserving mm-hmm. I you know kind of mention- oh go ahead go ahead. go ahead no 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 go ahead you know it's funny as, as i'm listening to you right um before i became a mom i was about me 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 right and I remember saying to myself, I just want to not be strong and take some time off, right? And when I did it, it I mean, it started off as like, oh, I can just stay home with my kid and breathe and, you know, whatever. But I think the strong woman, matcha, when it comes up, it's, it's one of those things that you can't be weak and you can't be strong. Because when I decided that I wanted to just be okay, it kicked back in when I wasn't, when things wasn't going accordingly. Um, And then I found myself being resentful because now I deserve to be able to be, well, I deserve this shit. And then me being too comfortable came back to bite me in the ass because now, shit, what happens now, right? So as a strong woman, you guide your way, you figure it out, you do what you need to do. But I think the part that we fell to realize is that sometimes it's okay to lean on people, but then what is your expectation of leaning on people? What is your expectation of being okay? Because in that moment when you feel these, these things, I need to breathe, I wanna be okay. How much is okay? Because you don't really know what that is because growing up, you really didn't have that button or that, that, that meter to gauge what's okay, what's not. So you can't have two extremes. And so being a strong woman and then deciding not to be and to be okay, it causes another issue because now you're okay. But then can that person be everything that you was to yourself? Or can you have that calm space and be okay with being taken care of by someone else? So there's a lot of factors that go into being okay. Like I had a girlfriend who told me, she's like, I took off, my husband takes care of me. He does everything. I do nothing. I just, you know, take care of the household. I'm tired of working full-time, yada. But when the husband lost his good paying job, it wasn't okay. You're the man, you're supposed to take care of me. Oh no, I didn't sign up for this shit. And then it turned into, I should have just stayed working. You know, he can't provide for me. So when I say you have to figure out what's okay, because my, le- my, my comfort of being okay was going to be home for two years with my kid. But when that didn't work out for me, this whole being okay wasn't working. I was like, oh, no, I got, I'm a working woman. Oh, no, uh-uh. we got to get back to work. I can't do this no more. So, you know, we have to be careful because we want to put on the jeans and then we want to take them off. We have to be very careful at what we want and be clear of what we want because you can't have it both ways. And a lot of times you have females that say, I want it all. Can you have it all? Can you? 
because we're emotional creatures. It can you have it all? What it is. <laughs> can you have everything? Like, a, well, when I say everything, the stuff that we've been uh, embedded to have, you know, the whole system. Well, that's of, what I'm saying too, is like, who is that, that part that you're talking about right now, the having it all part? Like, it's what my parents told me. It's what the grandmothers told me. It's that, that bullshit. It's like, who, who does that really benefit truly, right? It benefits our partner ultimately, right? Yeah. Benefit me, you know what I mean? Working 40 hours a week and then coming home and working 40 hours more to take care of the family and the children while my partner comes home and his 50% quote unquote, is just paying the bills, like. And you're supposed to celebrate that, right? Mm -hmm. Jump to the roof, right? He brings the bacon. Oh, he brings the bacon. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, like it. It. Yeah. That's it, why I talk my shit with Gabby. Y'all have heard me on the podcast before. Dishes. I ain't gonna do no dishes. You ask her. I come home if I'm here by four o'clock, and I only did an eight-hour day and not a twelve or sixteen. I do dishes this weekend every time I made breakfast. I help. She helped me with dinner. I cleaned all the dishes while she was cooking. Dinner was done. I cooked. I, I cleaned. Like, I know that I talk my shit, <laughs> but I can back it up with, yes, I'm doing my part. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, she also knows that if it's a certain type of day, a certain type of week, she's like, babe, I got it. Don't worry about it. It's cool. You're cool. Like, it's fine. I got the dishes. And sometimes I fight her because I don't want her. And I've told her, like, I don't want you to go talk shit that I don't have <laughs> Especially to you, ladies. Yep, I'll be like, please, are you sure you don't want my help? Because I don't want to hear you say, oh, she didn't do the dishes today. <laughs> and I've asked you five times if you're certain that you didn't want me to do the dishes. Now you're going to talk shit because you said, yes, I was good. You yep. do them. And now you're going to be like, no, you should have done it anyway. You know what I'm saying? So yep. I, all the time, I'm like, I'm going to take out the trash because I don't want you saying I ain't take out the trash all week. You know what I'm saying? Oh, and then she'd be laughing. I was like, I'm I'm serious. I'm I'll be right back. <laughs> I ain't gonna hear nobody say nothing about me, especially your ass. And she laughs. I'm like, no, it's not even a joke because she thinks it's all funny. And then I was like, the other day I told her, I was like, you think I'm a bully? I was like, you talk so much shit. <laughs> I was like, you know what? Yeah, you're the fucking bully. Yep, it's you. And she's like, well, if you're if I'm a bully, you're a bully. I was like, you've been calling me that. I'm just glad I'm finally calling you out on your shit. <laughs> you know? So it's funny, and I like I talk my shit, like I said, but I try my best. And sometimes I know I can I can slack and I'll forget certain things. But she also knows that if I have ten thousand things in my mind, nine thousand is gonna get done, but a thousand of them are gonna be overlooked because of the other things that I did. And I'm running around like a chicken with its head cut off. But I try my best, and I think she knows that. Right? Thank God. She told y'all. Y'all heard it here first, folks. Okay. <laughs> but you know, I think about that's to all write it in the chat, so it's it's double, double. It's, 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 <laughs> that it's, there. it's written in I stone. No, that's the one thing I I do have a big understanding because for me, a big part of it for me is that I grew up with my mom raising three girls. Like my brother was already outside the house. Like he's eight plus years older than me, and all that stuff. So. He was out the house by 14, 15 years old, you know, at that time. So my mom raised me and my sisters. And the only other person in our life was my stepdad um, for the longest time. But even still, my mother was like, don't depend on nobody. Don't do this. Be strong. Do this. Do that. So, like, it's kind of hard because between me and my sisters, like, 
I'm my mom's confidant. Like I'm, I'm it. I still help her with everything from her phone bills to her this, her that, like all that stuff. And my other two sisters are a little bit different when it comes to things and it comes to my mom and all that stuff. But I was raised by my mom to know and to to do all these things for myself and be the strong, independent woman. And when I had my daughter, I've instilled the same things in her. Like I took 10 years just to solidly be by myself, like to figure me out. I've worked in luxury. I've worked in regular places. I've worked in all kinds of different spots and I've learned as I've gone along in life, like I learn and pick up on what, how people speak and the kind of etiquette people use and they do and all kinds of stuff. So when I talk to Jordan and I now with my outlook being so different and seeing things and looking at it as like the way Tanika said, it's not the same anymore. Now it's like, Jordan, I want you to, yes, do I want you to be strong? Do I want you to be confident and sure of yourself? A thousand percent. But you also need to know that you don't have to be perfect. You don't have to have it together all the time. It's okay to make mistakes. It's okay to mess up. You don't have to put on a brave face 24-7 all the time because that's not life. That's not what life is going to give you. You need to be okay with whatever outcome you get as you go forward and know how to push fast those, those glass ceilings and break them, shatter them, destroy them anytime you can. But just know that you do it and you push and you keep that perseverance and you just keep going. That's all you can do yeah. because she's 10 and the, today she asks she goes mommy on Thursday when I go back to school can I walk down the block and come home by myself can I walk to the house by myself I was like <laughs> it's literally the corner you, it's the corner it's the corner it's not more than like a, what 100 feet <laughs> ain't nothing it's boop, boop. yes yes and when I tell you that I'm like I was like okay uh yeah, we'll see. Not this week, but next week. Yeah, we'll see. Because my heart, like, pumping out of my chest. I don't know if I can take it. And, like, I've explained this to Augie. I'm like, I I want to do things for Jordan so different. Like, I do not want to be that parent, you know, that my mom was to me. The way she made me feel so, like, you have to be like this. You have to be like that. Do this. Do that. Do this. I, didn't, I don't want that for her. I don't want that. I don't want her to live in fear or shame or concern and worried about how I'm going to look at her when she makes a mistake or be afraid that I might scold her and hit her and tell her what a disappointment she is. I don't want that. I want her to know. I want her to know that this is what it is and that this is it for her and for us. And this is the way we are doing it. So I was very proud of her for her two days of school, going to the bus and everything. She went on a bus by herself for the first time. Now she's been in school for three days altogether, people, from March being the first day <laughs> to now being two days in school. I'm super proud, super excited. <laughs> so um, it was good times. And she's now in AAP, which is an advanced uh, placement program, like an honor roll system and everything. So we were very excited about that. So I'm going to see how it works out, not this week, Thursday, but the following week. I have parent-teacher conference this week, so we're going to see. I'm excited. That's beautiful. I wish my mother told me that. I mean, wait till you guys start to read my manuscript. Like, I'm so fucked up because I was not okay not to be okay. And I'm all, I'm at 37. And now I'm like, it's okay. My therapist had to tell me. (laughs) You're so hard on yourself. I was like, but why? She was like, and then she's asking me questions. Like what? She was like, um, 
explain to me what love is. And I, I fucking had a meltdown. I was like, oh. <laughs> like, no, I've never thought about like what you consider as love. Like, and I'm, I'm literally, she's like, you're love. And I'm like, because what is that? Oh, you had to be big. Sorry, I'm gonna mute my phone because somebody's alarm. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, who is that? Um, yeah. So it's funny how like therapy has really helped me um, break through. Mo has helped me. A lot of people that I have opened up to, I, I don't really open up about things like that, but the therapist has really helped me. And those little questions, like explain to me what love is or you know, do you feel love? I was like, I mean, how simple it's explained to me what love is. I don't think it's that simple. It's, but this is, first of all, I was like, when she asked me, I got stuck. It felt like a whole hour. I was like, and I really had to understand like, what is love? I've never thought about like what I consider love. And then I had to break it all down. So when I started writing in my book, just really understanding that I've always been the one giving that like, I've never even received, not that I haven't received, I've never enjoyed. Remember I told you I don't really like gifts. It's uncomfortable. I like gifts, but it's so uncomfortable. I don't really know how to receive it. It makes me so, I'm like, oh God, I got to give something back here. You know, like Mm -hmm. it's uncomfortable. So what I've noticed just saying, just talking about the word love, my, I have a very unstable relationship with love emotional Mm -hmm. from my father to my mom and what was expected my my identity is is wrapped up in what expectations were love is with expectations it's love is not simple it's you do this you do this you do very but I mean to hear her saying she's like your love and I'm like I don't feel love like I'm just like having a whole what's funny is I was thinking meltdown when you said I was like I'm pretty sure she got that therapist answer you are love. And I was like, by who? But, but just trying to like, but not even a sense, you know, like when you, your son says, or your kid says, I love you, or a friend says, I love you. Yeah. Like you hear it all the time. I'm not saying that, mm-hmm. you know, that I'm not love. I'm saying like in the sense of like internal, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. like mm-hmm. you, and I'm like, I never actually thought about that. And I think how simple that was that it broke me to fuck down. <laughs> and I was just mm-hmm. like, and I got off my session, like, like, I, like, all these years, you know, it's just such a reflection of who you think you are. And you realize that everything that you are is from what has been embedded in you as a child. And it comes out and manifests itself as an adult. And until you can actually, until my son was born, I probably would have never noticed who I was. Until my son set me down to feel all kinds of emotions and fear and things that I've never even thought I would have to encounter he saved my life because I actually know that the person I was, was what I was grown, raised to be. Mm-hmm. And, and to, to strip all that down. And this is why I'm telling you guys about like my book to strip all that down. That's a whole identity crisis, but not in a bad way. It's like start over. Right. Yeah. And so you have to change your mindset. You have to like rewire your brain of what you think the world should be and how you should act. 37 fucking years. And I'm like, why did it take so long to get to this point? But I wouldn't change it for the world because Mm -hmm. I get to view it differently. But God damn it. 
the shit our parents do to us mm-hmm. <laughs> and they don't realize so much time it. so much mm-hmm. time but they take from simple. us and don't even realize it mm-hmm. then they look back and they're like well i did the best that i could with what i had what you no had common nothing? sense they had no common sense they and had you know, nothing me and my mother fight all the time i said mom if your mother did that to you then why would you do it to me <sighs> if you knew that you suffer from fibroids, then why wouldn't you tell me that so that I can save my life instead of giving me a heating pad? If you knew that my life would be, th- like, I don't understand. And then when I say it to her, I'm like, mom, like, so you knew that? She's like, yeah, you know. And I said, so you didn't think to give me the heads up. Mm-hmm. They get so it, it just mm-hmm. no common sense and I said to myself well I didn't know I didn't know that's what my mom did to me but did it work for you no mm-hmm. right and she's like I know I said I said you know what my mother I tell her my my grandmother name is Mamie I said Mamie kids they got no damn common sense and every time something happened I'm like Mamie kids god damn it don't be saying that Mamie kids I ain't got mm-mm. and me and my cousin talk about our you know his father I said it's the goddamn Mamie kids sorry they all talk around in circles <laughs> and they take no accountability. And it's nine of them fucking kids. Like, how do you have nine siblings and you all are so fucking simple? How? <laughs> That's how I felt with my mom. How do you Into not learn first one. How? Like, how? How do you my not mom. understand? <laughs> She'll be the first one to be like, I'll say something about something that she's done that's just so fucked up and beyond me and I don't get it. And then she'll be like, <gasps> Your grandmother would roll over in her grave if she heard you. <laughs> what my grandma? She's got nothing to do with this right now at this moment. She got what to do. She got a lot to do with you, but you got to do with me. And you fucked me all the way up, Dolores. What's wrong with you? You call everybody first day, right? Yes, right. Yes. I, I can't stand when she does that. I'd be looking at her, be like, you better stop. Listen, my mom okay. kicked me out when I was 17 years old. Okay, that she kicked, that's the second time she kicked me out. And that's the last time because I said I would never go back. Okay, so I've dealt with my shit. I've been homeless. I've dealt with so much in my life that I told myself, I ain't gonna be scared of this fucking woman. You lost your fucking mind. I might have been scared of you before, but I ain't scared no more. And so she talks to me. I'll be like, and who you, what? Mom, I'm not playing. I, I live my own life. You pay my bills. I love you. You birthed me. I'm scared of my mom. don't start with me. And I'll tell her, I'll be respectful about it, but I'll let her know, like, listen, you have your opinion, but that's just what it is, an opinion. I love you to death. I will never disrespect you. But Dolores, if you don't leave me alone, <laughs> I, I'm, listen, almost 10 years I've been on my own. You gonna look at me and tell me, oh, no, you shouldn't do that. No, <laughs> don't do it like that. No, I'm gonna do it like this and I'm gonna do it like that because it's my way. And she'll be like, fine. Okay. And she makes faces and she looks around like, mm. mind you, they are identical because they look alike <laughs> and everything. Glasses. She cut her hair so she looks like Audrey when Audrey cut her hair last year. She did a similar cut. It was very similar to Bad Mom. Like so you know, Bad Mom, the blondie, the Kiki girl with her mother. It was that shit. I was like, oh my lord, heaven. <laughs> she always been bald. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! So I think, but you know, on that beautiful note, <laughs> parents, <laughs> goddamn motherfucking sense, right? No common sense. Right. Mm. 
Thank you very much. Let's look at yourself. Can I just say something real fast? Please. We gotta, be, we gotta be like nice to our parents, right? Because I had a really interesting conversation with mine today, my father, and he's 61 years old. And we, we think that they would know. They would know like, why don't we know these things? But they didn't. They just didn't. And Unfortunately, they came from a different era where they had a lot of drugs and, you know, they didn't have the mentors because their mentors were probably on drugs too or dead, you know, or killed. So it's like, I'm not making excuses, but I feel like we have to be kind to them because they didn't have all the answers. And like my mother you know, could say that about my grandmother, you know, but my grandmother is the mother to me that she wasn't to her, Mm -hmm. you know? So it's kind of like, you know, we gotta be, because we're aware and awake, uh, I wouldn't say awake. Yeah, I guess we could say awake, (laughs) but definitely like elevated in the sense where we have we have a little bit more knowledge than them in a way like earlier earlier in our years than they then it's just like it's our responsibility to help them that's why we are their children Mm -hmm. and like obviously we don't understand that as we're going through it we were like why didn't you fucking tell me i don't like you and you're my mother or my father you know but i look at i was really looking at my father differently today and I was like, damn, that you had a rough life. I mean, between getting jumped because he was Puerto Rican and black people in the neighborhood were like, you know, there was so many pressures. And then his father wanting him to do something, not supporting him. Like there was just so many layered things that didn't allow him. And he's still letting go. Like, and I was telling him tonight, I'm like, dad, you're 61 years old, like, when are you going to decide to really let it go? Don't take it back and let it, you know, don't let it go and take it back and play that whole little thing. I'm like, you got to let it go. You know, it takes so and much I, time. It's insane. Yeah. And so it's kind of like, that's what we're here for. You know, mm-hmm. when we, because we are, we know better mm-hmm. and it's a lot of pressure, but you know, that's why we are who we are. And so unique and special because we are the lessons of our to our parents yes so i mean that's what they say right like i look at zora and kiku and i learn so much from them but that's also part of it too is like i think like you were saying mo in past generations they didn't think of their kids in that way you know what i mean and so, you know, they had to be the know-it-all and the be-it-all. But how could you be the know-it-all and be-it-all when you're having kids at 18 and 19? Because it, that's what it was. You know, that's when you had kids. That's when you got married. You know what I mean? Can you imagine? Like, yo. Nah, but you're absolutely right, Mo. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So let's leave it at that. Yes. For our listeners, anything you want to say? Um, be gentle with yourself be gentle with others love yourself a little more every day we have a really crazy day next 
not even this week, this Wednesday, 11-11-2020, supposed to be a huge day for manifestation. You know, take the time out to put good energy out there. Cleanse your crystals if you have any. Sage your house, follow Santo, do the work. Just, but love yourself. Mm-hmm. Spread love, but start with yourself. Hmm. Oh. Oh, Thank you. Thank you, listeners, right. for hearing our rants and, mm-hmm. and, and our bravery because mm-hmm. we have a lot of brave souls here being mm-hmm. transparent to for your own healing and and blessing so thank you for listening listeners and thank you for creating a platform for us to share nicolette well, thank, yes, thank you all for being vulnerable and for trusting mm-hmm. me enough to um you know speak your peace in this space well guys i ran across this prayer that i found online and i thought it was um pretty special. I'm not really the girl that prays all the time, but this really got me. It says, always pray to have the eyes that see the best in people, a heart that forgives the worst, a mind that forgets the bad, and a soul that never loses faith in God. And that spoke to me. And I like printed it out. I had it like laminated. And so I have it in my wallet because I have to remind myself to forgive the worst and to forget the bad. And I, I have a I hold on to things. So it's a constant reminder. Mm, That's beautiful. I like that. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that to me. Thank you. All right, listeners. I love y'all. Subscribe, share, Mm -hmm. whatever the fuck else y'all are supposed to remember. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) um, And uh, let's see if you'll hear our voices next week. (laughs) Right. Bye. 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 Bye.